This is a download from Ormskirk Christadelphians of one of our Sunday afternoon talks. A video of the talk is also available along with more downloads at our website, ormskirkchristadelphians.org.uk. Or join us in person at our meeting room on Moorgate in Ormskirk every Sunday at 1.45pm. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good afternoon everybody and a warm welcome to you all. We're going to deal this afternoon with righteousness in particular um, and see what the Bible has to say about it. The word righteousness, or even the saying, uh, there goes a righteous man or a righteous woman, I suppose is not used really in this day and age. The, The word itself has gone what we might call out of fashion a little bit. I suppose if we were put it in a modern language, if we saw somebody who we thought was like that, we might say that there goes a good man or maybe there goes a uh, good woman of the opposite. I think the first question we have to ask ourselves, what, what is this definition of righteousness? Well, the definition of righteousness, we are told, is the quality of being morally right. And similar to such things as goodness, virtue, upright, decency, worthiness, honourableness, and so on. The Bible definition, though, of uh, righteousness is simple. It's having a, a right standing with God. Righteousness is the condition of being in a right relationship with the Almighty Creator. And of course this can only happen through a total faith and dependence upon the Almighty God. There is no other way. A right relationship with God will produce, in the end, we hope, right actions. In other words, wanting to do what God has asked us to do or what God requires. So we might ask ourselves, well, what does the world have to offer us? Uh, other than God well the world has to offer us is quite simple it's a pleasure uh, but it is only pleasure for a season and then we are cut off by death and therefore we have no hope so our first quotation to look at is the Ecclesiastes tells us plainly um, what happens at the time of death and we have a few words to look at. Um, second chapter of Ecclesiastes and at verse 11. And it really gives us an idea of what this world in which we live today has to offer to you and to me. And this is what the preacher says, uh, starting to read at verse 11. Then I looked at all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labour that I had laboured to do, And behold, it was all vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. So we can see then from those words that we have in that verse 11, that what the world has to offer and the things that we do, and the things that we labour for in the end, bring no profit whatsoever. And in verse 18 we're told, Yea, I hated all my labour which I had taken under the sun. Uh, because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. And so in those words that we've just read there, we see clearly that whatever we do in this life 
upon this earth at some point if it's not either we've died and gone to sleep in Christ or whether secondly what's happened is we've had the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to establish the kingdom whatever it is all that we have worked for and labored for is as it just as we just read there to be left to somebody who is to come afterwards and so that's what really man has to offer and so we see there also at the end of verse 26 that despite putting all our energy into whatever we have done it tells us there at the end of verse 26 the end of the chapter that in effect it is vanity vexation of spirit but on the other hand if we have a right relationship with the almighty God the one that created the heavens and the earth then we are promised if we look at the beginning of that verse for God giveth to man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy and so there is a wonderful hope that is centred in the offer that has come from the almighty but only if we have a right relationship with him that we might put our complete and utter trust in him or as proverbs chapter 3 tells us that we might trust in the lord with all our heart and with all our mind and acknowledge him and if we do that then it tells us that the almighty will direct us in his path now in the bible itself we find this word righteousness actually appears 540 times in the whole of scripture and this is even more than faith or faithfulness and therefore what's it telling us it's telling us that righteousness is very important and to take heed what it also uh, tells us and also the word righteousness appears in the gospel according to Matthew more times than anywhere else in scripture and of course it's in Matthew chapter 5 that we have there what is called the sermon on the mount and the Lord Jesus Christ shows to us the importance of righteousness when he said these words unto the people of his day in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 19 whosoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men so he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven but whosoever shall do and teach them the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven and so here was the Lord Jesus Christ first of all reaffirming if you like the Lord of Moses in the Old Testament scriptures and the importance of righteousness now there are some today that if they have been success, successful sometimes say that the reason why they've been successful is because it's a reward to them for what they might say of being uh, righteous I think it's also fair to say of today than ever before that God is still calling the one who is the creator of the heavens and the earth is still looking uh, today for men and women who are willing 
to serve him in the spirit, in spirit and in truth. He's looking to them, men and women, who will show characteristics that really distinguish themselves uh, from those who we might call non-believers. Now, those who wish to be followers of the Creator and also of his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, have been commanded that by following them in such a way that they must also follow their statutes and their commandments. And so righteousness is doing that which is right. It is the creator himself who sets out what is right and what is wrong. And of course this goes back, doesn't it, right to the very beginning. For if we go back to Genesis chapter 2, we have there that it is God that creates a man and woman. And of course it is God that is going to tell this man and woman what is right and what is wrong. We have of course in chapter 2 and at verse 7 the actual creation of man. For God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. And this man who was created by the almighty, a man called Adam, we find was placed in the Garden of Eden. And when he was placed in the Garden of Eden, the almighty creator gave unto him a commandment and statute. And it was up to this man Adam whether he did what God had asked him to do. Just come down then to uh, verse uh, 16. Verse 15 for connection. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. In other words, this man was to serve the Almighty and to do his work. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may eatest thereof, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and of evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, if they disobeyed, there was going to be a consequence. And the consequence of that disobedience, we read, read there at the end of that 17th verse, was that they were going to die. Now we know further on in the chapter that the Almighty uh, brings a sleep upon Adam and out of Adam came the woman. In chapter 3 then, we find that even Eve knew of this commandment that had been given to Adam and also of the consequences for disobedience. Verse 2, And the woman said unto the serpent, Ye may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not teach, eat, it, eat of it, neither shall ye touch it. And we see clearly that she knew of the consequences, lest ye die. So the question that we asked is, did they obey or did they disobey? What was the consequence? consequences because they had a free will to do either obey or disobey and of course as we go down the chapter we find that they disobeyed didn't they verse 6 tells us this that when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes a tree to be desired to make one wise she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her and did eat 
So they both disobeyed. In the next verse we find that because of their nakedness, because they had sinned and disobeyed this commandment that God had given, that that they sewed fig leaves together to cover their nakedness or their sinfulness. And of course they did this without giving any regard to God whose commandment they had disobeyed. Uh, And then we find that God makes them coats of skins uh, and by the shedding of blood had their uh, sins covered. But it did not escape the fact that they were going to now receive the consequences of their disobedience, and that was death. Verse 19, In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread until thou return unto the dust of the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. So that was the uh, consequences of their disobedience. But the message here, it is the almighty God that sets the standard uh, whether to, uh, and offers whether you should do right or wrong. So we might ask ourselves, well, how do we become righteous or doing that which is what we might call right? Well, the first thing we must do, of course, is ponder and to read uh, the word of God because it is only here that we find out what is right and what is wrong and then secondly when we come to a knowledge of the things of God giving us confidence and faith in God uh, and as we say having a knowledge of these things uh, and also an understanding then we have to become associated with the uh, creator and his son by the act of baptism, by complete immersion in water. Now that's not our subject this afternoon, but we could look at Genesis, uh, sorry, Galatians chapter 3 and Romans chapter 6, which tells us all about the importance of baptism by the complete immersion in water. So once we've done that then, associated ourselves with the Almighty and His Son, then surely we will want to do at the best of our ability to follow his commandments and statutes. Now I want us to go to that chapter which we've just read by way of introduction, the 15th chapter of uh, the Psalms. Here we find King David, who had reigned over the nation of Israel. Here he asks the, the Almighty a question. And what was it the question that he asked? The question he asked, he says, Lord... Who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? And so the question is, who? And the Almighty replies by saying in verse 2, He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil uh, to his neighbour, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbour, in whose eyes a vile person is condemned, uh, but he honoureth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth uh, to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved and so when we look at this this uh, chapter my dear friends what do we see that a person who is associated with the almighty creator and his son the lord jesus christ 
as we have said, will try and do all these things that are revealed to us in this 15th chapter. For instance, if you're following the Lord Jesus Christ and his Son, then first of all, he or she will try to walk uprightly by following his commandments and statutes. Secondly, a righteous person will speak God's word in spirit and in truth uh, that is revealed to us in his word, the Bible. And thirdly, he will refuse to do evil or anything against his neighbour. Also, a righteous person will stay away or distance themselves uh, from those that what we might call are flagrantly sinning or going against the commandments of the Almighty God. And lastly, they will keep their promise or the vows that they made at the time of their baptism. Now, those in the Bible, do we find any of them that commit themselves to God, who try to the best of their ability to follow a righteous life? And what we find also is that there are plenty of benefits, even for today in which we live uh, and in the future. And also we find within Scripture that we have a lot of encouragement to follow him, to follow his commandments and statutes and show righteousness. Can we go on a couple of chapters in the Psalms? This time to Psalm 37, where we find here King David is uh, persuaded to be patient and also to have confidence in the Almighty God. And first thing he tells us in verse 3, the first thing that we do is that we must trust in the Lord. And then once we have come to a knowledge and we trust in the Lord, then we have to do good. Or in other words, we have to show forth the works of faith. And the reality is, if we look at verse 7 of this chapter, it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him, Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Why? Because of, because of the man who bringing wicked devices to pass. Verse 12 tells us that the wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. Referring to Samuel and also of the Lord Jesus Christ. But what of the wicked? Well, we're told in verse 20 that the wicked shall in fact perish. And those who, what we might claim to be the enemies of the Lord, shall be as the fat of lambs, and they shall consume into smoke, uh, shall they consume away. And so we see what the end is for those that are unrighteous, who show forth wickedness. And we're also told in verse 23 that we should not, should we, um, uh, give over to anxiety because it is the Almighty God that will provide thy steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his uh, way. 
And of course it reminds us, doesn't it, when we look at verse 30, where it talks, to, talks about the mouth of the righteous speaking wisdom and his tongue talketh of judgments. It makes us think about the Lord Jesus Christ, who also showed forth wisdom as it is recorded in the gospel records of his time upon the earth in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, that he always wanted to do what God wanted him to do and not his own ways. Let my let not my ways but thine being done, it says. And so when we are associated with the Lord Jesus Christ in the act of baptism, we're told in fact that we have been called uh, to righteousness. And of course our ultimate destiny does depend uh, upon our relationship to the Almighty and His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and our dependence upon our relationship to righteousness now because of our inheritance of our nature which we mentioned we saw at the beginning in genesis chapter 3 in the fall of man uh, we are inclined aren't we because of our nature towards unrighteousness i think it reminds me of the words doesn't it of the apostle paul he says the things that we do uh, we should not and the things that we should not do we do but of course we're very thankful aren't we because of the work of the lord jesus christ that we can have the remission of sins now this world in which we live in today has become a what we might call a godless world isn't it in connection with the things of god how that the things of god are completely and utterly dismissed out of hand where we think now how evil in fact is now looked upon in this day and age as good and where light has become darkness i suppose the question we ask ourselves does it really matter if we are righteous or we're not righteous of course we see in this example of god's son the lord jesus christ that there is only one standard of right uh, to a follower of god and that is his will and there is none else as we have said God created all things and without him we realise we cannot move or having our, our being and so the idea of righteousness implies a law or rule that is higher than ourselves to which we have become accountable therefore of course our course is to study and to read God's word and to find out what is right and then when we found out what is right, then to turn ourselves to doing it and turning away from the things that are wrong. Now, in Romans chapter 2, it tells us that our righteousness or unrighteousness has a great bearing upon a future time, as well as fixing our own destiny. The question we may ask is, is there any record within Scripture who those who followed righteousness or showed forth righteousness by following the commandments and the statutes of God and also those that did not? Well, I think when we start to think about righteousness and faith, my mind always goes back to the beginning of the nation of Israel, uh, to the man Abram, because we are told there that he believed God and acted upon those things 
And as Romans 4 verse 3 says, that it was accounted to him for righteousness. And so God tells Abraham, doesn't he, to leave the place where he was and to go to a land that God would show him. Just come with me then to Genesis uh, chapter 12, where we have a record of those wonderful and great promises that the Almighty God was to give to Abraham, Abram because of his obedience. Verse 1 of chapter 12 of Genesis. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto the land that I will show thee. So that was the commandment that came to this man, Abram. And Abram, we find, showed great faith in the things of God, because he goes on to show his faith in what we might call action. For he says in verse 4, So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot with him. And Abram was seventy and five years when he departed out of, of Haran. And we are told there, aren't we, in that uh, few verses, that he did what God had, had asked him to do. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Another person who also showed forth and did faith and righteousness was of the man Abel, who offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain. Why did he do it? Why did he follow the example or offer a better sacrifice than Cain? Well, it tells us because he had a hope for the future. He had a faith of the future and approached God in the right way. We're also told of another man, Enoch, who walked with God uh, or followed his way, his commandments and statutes and so forth faith, it says, for 365 years. And because of what he did, we are told that he pleased God. And yet we know that today, in these days in which we live, our life expectancy, we are told in the Psalms, is three score years and ten which is 70 years. We may uh, be fortunate and live longer, but that is what our life expectancy is. And of course, when we read that, we come to realise how shorter we are expected to walk with God than that of Enoch, who walked for 365 years. Another one who showed great faith in God and also showed righteousness was the man Noah because he was warned of God what was coming upon the earth and therefore he had not seen what was coming but he prepared the ark, showed faith as God had told him for the saving of his house and therefore because of his actions we are told that he was heir uh, because he was the heir of the righteous which is by faith and of course there are many more that we could look at within scripture uh, that are recorded in scripture that show forth faith and also that of righteousness remembering then that righteousness is to obey the commandments of God we are think for a moment of the nation of Israel in the Old Testament we have the records in Deuteronomy 28 where the almighty lets, puts in commandments and statutes 
He says to the nation of Israel that if they were obedient, they would receive blessings. If they were disobedient, they would receive cursings. And what the Almighty was doing, putting before the nation of Israel, was a matter of life and death. And if you just come with me to Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 15, he tells us there that he is setting uh, before them life and death, whether they follow his commandments or statutes or not. Verse 15 then of Deuteronomy chapter 30. See, I have set before you this day, this day life and good and death and evil, in that I commanded thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whether thou goest to possess it. So again, it was God that was setting the standards. He was telling the nation of Israel what was right and what was wrong. And then eventually, if we just look at uh, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And then it's as if the Almighty is pleading with the people. Therefore, he says to them, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Now, throughout the Old Testament scriptures, we could look at that those who were obedient received the blessings of God. Those that were disobedient received the consequences, which was death. There was no in-between, we notice. Man, on occasions, had their own ideas, thought their ways were better than God's ways. But the consequences was that God's wrath came upon them. There was no grey areas. It was either obedience or disobedience. And so in relation to righteousness, what about the future? Well, we're told, aren't we, in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, they asked the Lord Jesus Christ a question. Well, let's at, the, at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel. His answer was, it was not for them to know the times or the seasons that the Father has put in his own power. And then when we go to Acts chapter 17, we have recorded there the Apostle Paul as he stands upon uh, the mount and he's going to Mars Hill. And he's going to talk to the people about this image that they had created to what they called the unknown God. And so now he preaches unto them about this unknown God, the one that created the heavens and the earth. And what does he tell them? Well, just come with me to Acts chapter 17 and at verse 30. For we remember that at this time in which the apostle was writing, the people had turned away from God. They had no time for God. And he says, at this, the times of this ignorance, God winked at. But now commendeth all men everywhere to do what? Uh, to repent. And why was it that they had to repent? Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, 
in that he hath raised him from the dead. And so it reminds us at the end of that 31st verse of the promise of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And back in Acts 2, we have the record there that the Lord Jesus Christ ascended unto heaven and at some point will return to establish um, the uh, kingdom. And so it is, because he hath appointed a day, the almighty creator of the heavens and earth, as a set a time, which will be favoured to Zion, to bring about a conclusion uh, to man's rule, as prophesied, if we had time to look in Daniel's prophecy, and also of that of Ezekiel. So the Lord Jesus Christ is coming and he will judge the world, both Jew and Gentile, at his second coming. But he will be judging things not as man sees things, but according to the principles of the Almighty Creator, the principles of righteousness, or what he sees as right by that man who God's, who has shown forth God's character uh, which was imprinted of course in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and which he hath ordained or appointed and so we my dear friends are looking to that time when the Lord Jesus Christ is to return in power and glory for the establishment of God's kingdom upon this earth to overthrow the rule of man to put down all the oppression and all the problems we see in this world in which we live today. And therefore when he comes he will come to establish divine government to set up a system of equality and also that of righteousness. We hope you enjoyed that talk. For more downloads, videos, information about what we believe and details of our meeting times, go to our website, ormskirtchristadelphians.org.uk.